Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Data-Driven Podcast. Today's episode is a special one, originally recorded live in front of an audience who, I must say, had the remarkable ability to laugh at all of Frank and Andy's jokes. In this episode, we're diving headfirst into the heart of the AI storm, the unfolding drama at OpenAI. It's like a soap opera, but with more neural networks and fewer love triangles. At least as far as I'm aware. In light of this, Frank and Andy discuss the importance of open source in AI. And finally, we've got a drum roll worthy announcement. So, buckle up, or rather, plug in, as we navigate the twists and turns of AI, open source, and entrepreneurial adventures. Remember, I'm just a semi-sentient AI, but even I know this is going to be a riveting ride. Hello, sir. Frank. How are you? I'm doing okay. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. We are live, and now we can make this an official show. <laughs> That's true. I'm sorry. I was out. Uh, I was out actually watching Stevie do some body work on a van he's repairing. Oh, very cool. And, uh, I thought so. Yeah, I thought it's kind of neat what he's doing there. Um, let's see. I see my camera's moved a little. Let me adjust that. If you, well, it didn't help as much as I hoped. That's hey, okay. have I showed you? Have I showed you this? Let me let me hide the chat so my screen will be bigger. There we go. It may be out of frame. Uh it is. My um, holographic display. Let's see. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, you showed it to me. There we go. I love that. And so, are you able? Are you able to program those images? I you? am actually. So nice. if you go um very festive it comes with a bunch of videos that are kind of built in that is so cool i was going to mount it to the off. wall i'm going to fix my background <laughs> i was going to mount this to the wall but i think the coolest part is being able to see behind it right because that's what makes it a, a, a quote-unquote hologram it's not really yeah so this is one that i loaded so i got you a robot and then i have a data-driven one that is go. so cool. I think this I just discovered a typo in it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Typos um, happen. So for those uh who've been watching on the stream, um you'll have to hear me tell this joke again. Uh but I think that um well I can you know start the official recording now, I guess, but you know, what'll end up in the episode. So I think it'd be remiss for us not to take a break for Thanksgiving without mentioning the madness of last the last um, week uh, in the open AI world uh, yeah. in a year that has been very intense for this company. I mean, it's been sure. about a year now since they've released uh, ChatGPT to the public and it's become a yeah. household name. Open AI is a household name. Sam Altman, well, Certainly, this week he's a household name. Prior to right. prior to the last week, he 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 was definitely a well known name. Um, and kind of just how quickly this has spiraled out of control. And you know, to keep true to the 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 title of the the, the live stream uh, and the title of the podcast episode is really kind of um, you know. I think this highlights the importance of open source. 
uh, in yes. this technology, right? And, you know, we had some internal meetings about completely other things, but obviously since this is, sure. you know, I'm in AI, um, uh, I work on the go-to-market for a particular AI product, you know, when, 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 when open AI sneezes, kind of everybody gets a cold. I don't know where I was going with that analogy, but um, <laughs> in that spirit, I will share this here. And for those that are listening, um, um, and and because it is Thanksgiving, and let's be festive. Um, oh, look at that! The title of the the top news story is Sam Altman returns to open AI, but Jimmy Simmons, who's a senior principal team leader in AI, um, and machine learning engineering at Chick-fil-A. That's an interesting hmm. we should guess, see if we can get him on the show. Um, yeah. Because if you are anxious about seeing that one family member at Thanksgiving tomorrow, uh, it can't be as awkward as Sam Altman having to meet, re-meet with the board for the first time. <laughs> Which is that, is interesting... a, that is a fair point. <laughs> and um i just think it kind of underscores just how surreal this was you know and i i jokingly yeah. said i can't wait for the netflix and hulu adaptation um because i think um uh, what's her name um the um, elizabeth uh holmes uh, her story had i think at least three treatments one was on hulu one was on netflix and i think the third was on hbo max i you know, but I mean, it's just interesting how I'm looking forward to seeing kind of how this un unfolds. Right. And what are your thoughts on this? Because I know you and I have been talking. I've I've had kind of system Gosh. issues and deferred maintenance uh, issues plaguing me since last Friday. Yeah. Um. So folks may have noticed the block may not have been as active and things like that. But what's your take on this? Because we haven't really kind of delved too deep into this. We really haven't. Um, first, I'll say uh, good work on getting your machine back up. Well, thank you. Uh, that was cool. And uh, excellent thoughts that I won't share. Uh, you can share once you get them going. But there's some really cool thoughts about uh, automation. Frank uses a lot of automation to support his blog. And that's one of the reasons he's able to crank out so many posts a day. Um, I'm jealous. I use these. But thoughts on Sam Altman. You, you do have access to the source code. I know. So. Okay. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. It's and it's it's super cool. I keep threatening to go do it. And I never do. Um, I think I have downloaded the source at one point. Mm -hmm. too, so it's good stuff. The um, Sam Altman thing, that was that was I mean, first, it's just weird. Uh, second, we don't I'm sure we don't know everything that's transpired. Um, I I suspect, you know, I suspect this because uh, I left a partnership uh, back in 2015 that, you know, I had co-founded and nobody knows that whole story as well. Um, so it's, uh, I'm sure there's more to this. I, I don't really know what's going on, but um, except what I've read and what, you know, what you've read, he, he was removed by the board. That's never, uh, never a pleasant experience for anyone. Um, and, and frankly, it's one of the reasons why I'll never have a board. It just, I have friends. And right, right, right. Me. And and you have to wonder, right, because that is such an extreme act, mm -hmm. uh, because it's such an extreme motion, you have to wonder what kicked that off. Now, I know there's right. a guy named Ilya who has his, uh, he, he's saying things and 
you know, again, I'm looking forward to yeah. the uh, the Hulu adaptation and possibly an audiobook out of it. Uh, you know, I don't know where it's going to go. I've heard rumors ranging from credible to absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. The most credible one I heard was that the 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 rationale behind this was um that Sam Altman had done the dev day and was pushing hard on for lack of a better term an app store for for GPTs. Yeah. Um the less credible and there's probably at least hundreds of these rumors was that Sam Altman was hiding um a uh the, the development of an artificial general intelligence that that the company had built which i think is very I, yeah that, that I, i'm with you that seems out there and i mean maybe i don't know like we don't know and i think it's particularly the timing was really awkward too because the week before this happened was he did the announcement of of basically their app store and how to build your own and then the following week was Microsoft Ignite, which is a major Microsoft conference. You were actually out at uh, Pass, and uh, which was at the was it? I know it was at the same time, but was it also it was. in the same convention center? No, um, they were, I believe, on the campus, but I'm not positive of that with Ignite. Okay. Um, and you know, I say they weren't at the convention center; they may have been. I, I'm not really sure where they were. Right. And there's there's like two halves of the uh, Washington State Convention Center. Um, and I wasn't paying that much attention. I'm sorry to say. Well, it's a huge building. Like as convention centers, even by convention center standards, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Um, but, but they may have been close because I saw people speaking at, at both. Right. Uh, there were uh, several MVPs out there at, uh, speaking and, um, attending both. Um, I, I'm no longer an MVP in case people wonder. Um, it was voluntary, but, uh, I was going to say, and that was by choice. <laughs> Like I know that <laughs> yeah. I know that much. Yeah, I didn't get um, kicked out. But despite you know doing several things that probably should have gotten me kicked out, um, but I wasn't. But um, it's uh, yeah, it was a lot going on at both conferences. There were kind of like co-announcements. Um, I don't know how they coordinated all of that, but I'm glad they did. And uh, some interesting stuff came out of that um, as well. So interesting advances on the. I stayed at the past summit. Um, and I was only there really for about 48 hours. It goes on for the main conference goes on for three days and there's events that happen every night and that sort of stuff. Then there's two days of, of pre-conference presentations um, that are kind of focused and you pay a little extra for those. Um, but I mean, it, it's just a lot happening around that time. And yeah, the summit was, I don't know about Ignite, but the summit was going on on Friday. It was Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, and so, yeah, the timing is is odd. Um, and it's coming right up on the holidays. A number of people, you know, stretch the holidays by taking time off before. Mm. And it's always a slow news week. Today, Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, 2023, is a very slow day. There's just not much traffic happening on social media. Um, I'm I'm glancing at it. I'm actually using today to transcribe notes <laughs> so, um, and, and stuff that I've been meaning to do for months. So, cool. yeah, it's it's weird. I don't I agree with you, Frank. Um, there'll probably be more information that comes out later and it'll probably be somewhat accurate and more clarifying. Um, I don't know if we'll ever get the whole story. 
I'm the news this morning was that he's going back. Yeah, that's and, what I saw on uh, on my feed that he is. Yeah, that's got to be an interesting news. conversation, right? Like, right? Yeah, talking um, to uh, I've seen the um, uh, the one guy uh, who is. I, all I remember about the story was that he was working on a competing engine called Poe. And oh, I hadn't I hadn't heard anything about board. that in a while. Yeah, so but. I had I had heard I, the couple of things that I read and went maybe was that that guy, the guy that did the Poe thing, was it was he was kind of a uh, co-opetition with Sam and Open API. Oh, sorry, Open AI. And the other one was that that guy, Ilya, stirred up the pot. Those are just rumors that I read. I don't put a lot of credence in that sort of stuff. But he was definitely, Sam was definitely fired. And when he left, a lot of the top people left. And then. Right. Something like know, 90% of the company, like out of a 700. 90% threatened to leave if they didn't bring him back. back. Yeah. I wonder who, is, I wonder what the, what's going on with the ten percent when I see a number that large. Well, that's always like when you hear like commercials, like four out of five dentists agree. You know, like is there like a, a radical twenty percent? Yeah, that just refuse so, nonconformist I mean, uh, dentist. And population? I'm not judging. You know, I'm just curious. Um, yeah, but, there's uh, a lot. Yeah. There's a lot to the history because, like, I think you and I shared this. And I think I even mentioned this, but there's another podcast out there called. Um, um, I'm going to blank on the name. It's totally, um, totally embarrassing, but they did a three hour deep dive into the history of NVIDIA and how NVIDIA got to this point. Um, I'm going to blank on that too, but it was a, incredible. it was an incredible, it's like two and a half hours of a listen. Sounds like it would be painful, but it was actually quite, um, it was very good acquired. That's it. That's it. I was um, looking and it's called NVIDIA and the Dawn of the AI Era. But part of it, tangential to that, was a whole story about how OpenAI was founded. Um, yep. And how certain people had, Elon Musk probably being the most notable of them, was very disaffected or disenfranchised with how the company had turned out. So he kind of backed away from it. Um, yep. But I think for me, um, this last week has, I don't know, obviously... I work for a company that made its, you know, way on open source technology. Mm -hmm. So obviously I'm going to have an opinion that's kind of, you know, and, and I am a convert to open source. I will admit that, right? I wasn't always um, uh, a strong proponent of it, but. Well, both of us, right? Both and, of us, and right? Like, fair, you know, we were Microsoft people when open source was a dirty word. Right. It was a four letter word, you know, so to speak. Right. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting about this is the engineer in me always looks for single points of failure and tries to mitigate sure. those risks, right? Ironically, mm -hmm. the same day that that happened, my single point of failure. <laughs> it's not Which... true. I did have I did have alternate machines. I could obviously clearly I have more than one computer in my house. Um, to, but the... to be fair, it was a great uh, alert. It really was. I mean, I did lose some data, but I didn't lose a mat. I didn't lose anything right. like, uh, you know, critical because I did have backup systems in place thanks to a right. previous epic fail. Um, <laughs> big shout out to uh, to the hosting company, uh, ClearDB, who cleared me out. Um, uh, 
boom, boom. Um, but what's interesting about this in particular is, you know, while I'm re while I'm trying to figure out what the heck is going on, because this is one of those new, I don't, I haven't really built a system. Unlike you, I haven't built a system in, um, in the, in the 2010s, right? So I haven't built a system in a while. So a lot has changed. So yeah. in this particular case, I opened it up and I'm like, oh, I'll just get the hard drive out. Couldn't find the, the flipping hard drive. Right? I'm well, like, you it? showed it to me. You sent me a picture. Well, I finally I was, found it. I wouldn't have been able to notice. I wouldn't recognize that either. And I did build a system about a year ago. I, so, I think it's just a new system design or like yeah. just the way this one was built. Because um, what I typically do and again, we're on a nice little tangent here. Um, <laughs> what I typically do is I'll buy a stock computer and then over time I'll modify and customize it. Right? Sure. So I have, I have Dells that are like 10, 11 years old that are still pretty solid machines, right? Like, yep. um, and um, because I've done that, right? Like kind of take the chassis and I modify it, right? Yeah. I used to do that with cars, mm -hmm. but that was um, younger days in BC before children. Um, but... <laughs> The, um, you know, as I'm going through and I'm trying to like figure out where the heck is this hard drive, man? And, like it just it was actually underneath by the power supply, which was completely. Oh my gosh, it was really that makes weird. no sense, right? It was like so you know in, in traditional PC building fashion, the motherboard is at the bottom, straight up against the case. Everything's built up from that. On this yeah. one, it, it was kind of, for lack of a better term, it was it was like in the basement, like below the motherboard. Really bizarre wow and um and it's not a strange computer although i suppose some people argue I, I got it at a costco it was an i buy power pc like so mm. it's got like the you know the the funky kind of glass side i think you like the one you built right yep um but the point of that was as i'm like going through trying to figure this out and i'm watching this drama unfold I started thinking like you know the dependencies that i think a lot of companies have taken on open ai I mean, even us, right? And, you know, like yeah. you mentioned before, like the automation I do, a lot of the automation I do uh, is centered around OpenAI, right? There's a lot of things that I take it a hit into. And even mm -hmm. like, even when I was thinking of like a, a design, I, a picture I wanted to, to put out for an upcoming article, um, I, that was, that's a dot. I was going to, I generated it with a dolly and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That's the same company. <laughs> like, this is a problem. Right. And right. I think that, uh, and it's a problem for more than just the obvious reasons. At least, yeah. um, the, the non-obvious reasons as someone who was a windows phone developer, Silverlight developer and Cortana, you know, or nearly a Cortana developer. Fortunately, Fortunately, uh, my procrastination got me uh, a <laughs> better part of me on that one. Oh, and band. I was gonna, I was gonna get a band and write apps for that too. Nice, right? Um, the problem with relying on one company is not the obvious things. Is that company going to be solvent? Is this going to happen? Is that going to play at each one of these or at every organization? Right. So. You know, we don't know what it was. Right. I mean, there there are rumors that a previous CEO of Microsoft, not the current one and not the founder, I'm not saying his names, was somebody <laughs> uh, because of a, really? he scratched his I new heard uh, car or something like that, accidentally. Yeah, it was a rumor, and I don't want to use the names, but like it was a, it was a, 
a former Microsoft executive had allegedly had opened the door or had some kind of thing in the parking lot where it scratched a former CEO's new Lincoln town car or whatever. And like, he oh, was wow. always like on his case, but he never had like a legitimate like reason until one day he did. And then, but, but like, I mean, these types of human type of interactions do happen and you have to wonder, yeah, like this is really, you know, particularly Microsoft, I think really outfound themselves with egg on their face, right? Because they basically threw everything in all in on open AI, right? Open AI, yeah. co-pilot this, co-pilot this, right? And there was uh, probably a, a massive WTF moment that, because Satya got involved pretty early on, like within about six hours, mm -hmm. right? Like everybody was mm -hmm. like, you know, and, and for a partner like Microsoft and OpenAI to, for the board to do this without at least giving a heads up to their partners is very telling. Um, yeah, clearly that's a, something that's a big went. part of the story, but I don't know what it means. Well, I don't know what but it means either. Like, you know, so you yeah. have to wonder, and it's just like, you know, I'm not saying that they outsource their R&D to a, like a third party, but they outsource a big heavy lift of things because there's still microsoft research yeah. microsoft research is amazing things but you have to wonder like they took a dependency pretty quickly now yes they were a major investor but i have to yeah. wonder i wonder a lot of things about open ai even before this right they're a non-profit but they seem to make an awful lot of money you know <laughs> right they're, you know and the whole thing of elon musk had said it more gracefully than i will is that you know they they were originally an open um you know they're, they're not for a company with open in their name they're not particularly open right yeah um, well my understanding is and that that's that's out there mm -hmm. is that they did some they did something that allowed part of them to remain non-profit or not for profit and another part of it to be for profit and i had an ex-girlfriend who worked for a non-profit that made a lot of money in terms yeah. of uh uh, research and things like that and it's not necessarily shady like the way i said it kind no. of like shady it's a no legal... and i didn't mean that no I it's a legal meant, thing but right? i think so... they did a thing where they carved out a portion and i don't know if they issued stock i assume they did because one of the pieces i read said that altman didn't own any stock and for a ceo that's unusual yeah there's a lot of things that just don't add up like it's just like well that's weird that's yeah. weird and 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 again yeah. like you know so, for microsoft gave them I, the number i'm thinking of was 10 billion dollars alleged I, whatever the number is and that's yeah, i think it was 13 but i'm not sure either. okay so we're in the fair, same ballpark a fair a fair bit of change right maybe yes. it's enough to buy a house in the bay area who knows <laughs> um <laughs> but um or pay for rent for a year in manhattan um on a nice little it's a tough home. room i'm telling you it's, yeah. it's tough around here we're we're hard on the economy yes we are. um but you have to wonder like you know if they gave them that much money how come there were no microsoft people on that board were there that i don't know that's like a question I mean, maybe there like, were i don't know it seems like for them to be taken surprised by it by hearing about it like i don't know it, yeah. it, it indicates to me that there weren't so there's a lot of questions I have about kind of like, how was this run? How was this legally done? Like, not just done, like uh, saying they're doing anything illegally. But what's yeah, we're that? not we're not saying there was anything wrong. We're just saying we hadn't heard 
Yeah, like what's uh, going the on? The information's here? public. We don't know it, um, and we haven't seen it yet. I, I haven't put enough time into it to really make a qualified, right? Um, to even ask a you know a qualified question. I'd you know who probably it. knows everything about this, and I'm who? looking forward to reading the article. Mary Jo Foley. Oh yeah, he, she's got to know what time it is now. Whether or not she's allowed to say what's going on. Only time will Possibly. tell. But, but I, I, if anyone has a handle on this, it's got to be her. So True. shout out to Mary Jo Foley. Um, got to have her on the show. She's awesome. Yeah, um, so that's two people we got to get on the show. That's two, at least two people we got to get on <laughs> the show. At least two. Um, reach out to. But um, I don't know. Like, I think, I, I, you know, I, my guess is that there are a lot of parties involved here that want to, now that he's back, they want to kind of pave over this and forget. But I think that yeah, is maybe that's from, best. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I think that they have such an outsized influence on the direction of research in this space that, yeah, as, true. as loath as I am to say regulations and transparent, you know, like government enforced um, transparency. Um, I don't know. I think it might be warranted here. Like, I think that we deserve to know as a species, because this is a very major development. And I don't know, yeah. like, I just kind of, it's interesting because, but I think that from, from my point of view, where I sit with my little red fedora, um, um <laughs> I think this is, and I said this on a call, right? Like, you know, I think this is, because everybody's like, what do you think of all this? Because it was a gathering of the AI minds. And I was like, this is a commercial for open source AI, right? Because, um, and I'm speaking as someone who wrote a Silverlight book, right? Who wrote a ton of Windows phone apps, right? Right. <laughs> there are things that happen out there that ha that decisions that are made by large companies that have nothing to do with a, a majority to do with internal politics and not, um, not what's good for the customer or the market. Or the tech. Or yeah. the tech, especially yeah. the tech. Yeah, that's right? that's true. And and I, I would say from a business perspective, there are business decisions that need to be made that impact all of those. Right. Um, and they're legit, I, even though you may scratch your head when you see that pop out. And I saw that link from Thomas come into the comments. Definitely have to check it out. I can't click on it Yeah. Uh, from my Restream Studio thing here. But Thomas, thanks for yeah. watching, Thomas. And Thanks for yeah, commenting. Always. That really helps. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe, all that. Um, Absolutely. But, but, you know, sometimes there are business decisions that when you first hear of your first reaction is not positive. Right. Um, I know being a technical person in, you know, companies um, that I owned or partially owned, and then, you know, and, and also companies that I just worked for. And then later it'll come out, well, this is what's going on. There's a competitor Right. you know, making this claim and to respond to that, we need to. And I've to been on the other thing. side of that now, right? I, I there yeah. are decisions that, that have been made. I'm not going to say where, <laughs> yeah. but you know, that, that I've had people kind of come to me and it's like, this is a terrible decision. And I was like, I, I felt that way too. But when you start pulling it at it and you start realizing and you start gaming it out, while it's not ideal, it is they better than the alternative, right? Because, right, right. You know, and, 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 you know, most people can be reasoned with that way. There are still people, again, not going to add any yeah, detail and, to that. 
but, when that happens, you know, when that happens and you find somebody that you can't reason with, you go, right. You know, my favorite thing, my, my favorite response is I understand. Right. I'm a little more sarcastic. I, there was no way way. <laughs> and I was like, look, you are technically correct. Like if I had a time machine mm. and I can go back three to four years, I would make a different decision three to four years ago. However, right. Um, that, you know, one, if I did have a time machine with that capacity, I'd probably go have cappuccino with Leonardo da Vinci and or get the winning lottery numbers for a billion dollar plus payout from the mega millions. Right. I wouldn't go back in time yeah. to talk to this, you know, like, <laughs> but either way, it's an, I wouldn't it's, fix that. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I, I, that would be pretty low on the list. Right. Like, right. Um, but, you know, it, no, I get it, right? And it's very easy to play armchair quarterback, which I think yeah. maybe maybe there was divine intervention that caused my hard drive to crash, right? Like, because I probably would have been very snarky at for, you know what I mean? I don't know, but like, um, it, you, you know, you're right. There there could be a perfectly rational reason for all of this. Sure, but it doesn't matter because if everybody takes a dependent, if Microsoft takes a dependency on OpenAI all these companies take a dependency on OpenAI or they take yeah. a dependency on Microsoft who has taken a dependency on these things on OpenAI. Right. There's you a now have a single point of failure. Exactly. That causes a problem. And it's not like, you know, if you, you know, um, it doesn't happen often, but when it does happen, there's usually a lot of brouhaha about it. But like uh, the sure. one I'm most familiar with would be when Node.js fork to IOJS, right? Because the, the the way that the organization was managing Node.js did not made the community mad, right? Uh, I love the comment, Thomas. I'll share that too. in a second. Uh, but like, so what they did was like, well, it's open source, so we'll fork it, we'll create our own project, right? Now, sometimes that lasts for years, but in this case, it was more of a protest thing that kind of got Node to change the way they do things there's no option to do that here with open ai right? yeah um now there are obviously other open source llm models that are out there there are yeah. obviously other open source um uh you know image generation and 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 all of that but i think that what this last week has shown is you know <laughs> All of this crazy talk of open source this, open source this, and AI because it's important for humanity doesn't sound so crazy. Um, no, you know, a week into this or less than a week, I think we're a, a less than a week into this. Yeah, five days at this point. Five days, and you know, um, it doesn't sound so crazy now, does it? And it's no. it's, it's interesting to kind of see. Like, I'm sure that. Well, one, I'd love to be a fly on the wall on that meeting that he had when he goes back to the board. That must have been, yeah, I'd love to be a I fly on the wall in that conversation. But um, I, I love your emphasis on the single point of failure. I mean, right. that's technically, you know, that, that's engineering 101 mm -hmm. is, you know, you don't want to make it so one thing breaks and it takes down the whole system. Right. But you're right. It did. It definitely brought that to the forefront. Um, you mentioned I didn't. I didn't try uh, openai.com or .org over the oh, weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was broken. You mentioned it was there yeah. were some outages. You were and I thought it was just me, but then, like, I saw on X, Twitter, whatever it's called this yeah. week, um, uh, Robert Scoble was like, oh, no, it's still down for me. Is it down for you? Like, it was this whole, like, is it down for you? Is it down wow. for me? And, I, you know, I 
the timing seems a little sus, as the kids would say. Um, but yeah. it's just it just goes to show. Well, I mean, if ninety percent of the company is threatening to walk off, and you know they want to send a message, I, I don't know. I'm not, uh, yeah, I don't think you know. it was malicious. Um, right. Or maybe maybe people malicious. were logging into it to get their stuff off of it. Like, <laughs> it was, right? Because there so is a way to download that? all your data on there. And right. I think I even told you that. I was like, look, you did. Probably and I was like, I don't on. really have anything that right. I need to take down. But there were prompts in a, there. There were prompts in there I want to I want to keep. Like, got like, you. Because I kind of figured out some good prompt engineering stuff. But, so, you know, this would, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there and I might uh, add a link here um, to, uh, from, I'm, I've got, YouTube running with us live on the other side. Mm -hmm. I may send you the link for this, but there is a channel. In fact, I'm going to do it. There's a channel that I follow that does a pretty much weekly um, update on this. And they look at. Uh, is that Lev's at, thing? Um, it's Lev. Lev. And he looks at the uh, Hugging Face um, leaderboard, AI mm -hmm. leaderboard. So I'm going to drop this in our chat uh, if I can. Let's see, I am, I technically I'm watching, right? Okay, let me do live chat and can I, I guess I can't post. All right, I'm going to send it to you through send another me means. Or, yeah, we'll figure it I out. I send we'll it to the, you we'll there. The link out. You should have got it. Um, but yeah, I, it's, Lev's, Lev does a good show and he does it almost every Friday is when he posts it. He does it live. Right. And it's a invitation only type uh, group right now. But um, it Lev's a Lev's a data scientist of Russian descent. Um, he is a PhD, and um, I got to, I met him because I got to work with him. Right. Yeah, and, and yeah, I love what he does. He's talking through all of, up up there. It is Lev's YouTube. Yeah. So scan that QR code. That's awesome, Frank. Yeah, they and, just added um, it to restream. Oh, no. no, Lev's a great. I, I I haven't met him personally, but like I've sat in on some of his calls. And I'm like, oh, he's a smart guy, and he's really he has that rare gift that's, that a lot of smart people don't have. Which is the mm -hmm. ability to, to explain stuff in a way that makes sense, right? So yeah, like and 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 he does a he does something like you said every Friday more or less. And um, yeah, but I'd be curious to well again a third person we got to have on the show. Um, yeah, and. Um, Speaking of show, I interviewed last, I think it would have been last Friday, right before the hard drive crash. Very interesting guest. Uh, we're going to get that show out. He was very loose of the profanity. <laughs> so, okay. Um, well, I mean, he was on the show goes on for about an hour, but we were on the phone for like two hours, two and a half. Oh, hours. wow. Like he was, he was, he's like, he's an interesting guy to say the least. Okay. And, yeah, I um, saw it come up and couldn't make it. I'm trying to remember now why I couldn't. Make you it. had a bunch was, of meetings or whatever. I think I was working. Yeah. We're having a lot of bookings. Is like again, like um, so. So one thinks we are close to Thanksgiving. I will, I will, I will highlight uh, Thomas's comment. Um, yes. Be sure to set. Yeah, your let's scale get that back. up because that was a great. That's a funny comment. This. I'm going to do that, Thomas. Remember to set your scales back ten pounds tonight <laughs> for the Thanksgiving uh, holiday. <laughs> Um, with Microsoft bookings. So we use this tool called Microsoft bookings. It's included with the office 365, sorry, Microsoft 365, uh, professional package, which I own. Um, and it's like Charlie Brown, Lucy and the football. Like every time 
I swear, right? So, so we were, I don't know if we talked about this on the live stream, but there was like, so, so what we needed to do, it turns out getting a scheduling system that can look at your calendars, my calendars. We don't have that yet, do we? Um, you could set it up, but you've been very cautious about sharing your calendars or something like that. Have I? Uh, yeah. We'll I'll share my calendar with you. How's that? Would that work? It should work. So what we needed to do is somebody goes, hey, I want to be a guest on the show. And they go to the site and they say, it's on daviddriven.tv slash be our guest or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and you click on it. It's, it should find a time slot that takes into account your calendar, my calendar, and presumably, you know, um, uh, well, the person would have to do that part. Right. Yeah. Um, and then not only schedule it, but block time on your calendar and my calendar, as well as, and this, this apparently is the bridge that's too far this week, attach a Teams invite, Teams link meeting invite. That apparently, but hmm. the funny thing is, is that I've been off and on with everything else going on in my world, which we went into in previous shows, um, uh, looking into an alternative, right? And yes, right. Calendly could do this, but then I have to buy Calendly Enterprise and it becomes a becomes a cost issue. I already have Office M 365, whatever they're calling it this week, right? Um, <laughs> um, so like that's a no added cost, right? right. So the, the, the so we had a, a call that the, the guest actually canceled. And then I had on my, my list of research on like how to do this calendar testing. And then lo and behold, it did everything it was supposed to do. I remember all so of a sudden, like too. You and I were like, "Wow, what happened?" Got it. it finally works as advertised. <laughs> so well, I'm like, "Well, I guess I don't have. I can put that away, like from my to do list." Sure. Sure. And then again, like Lucy, Lucy, uh, and Charlie Brown and the football. Which, for those of you, um, am I saying that a person would be less challenging than software? <laughs> I think that depends on the software and depends on the person. Uh, <laughs> That's a good answer. It depends. <laughs> that is the universal consultant question or IT question. Um, but you know, it, so so I'm like, oh, I guess they, I guess they whatever they did in and and Microsoft land, they they finally figured it out, so we don't have to move platforms, right. um, which would be a not trivial exercise anyway, right? So sure. I'm like, okay, well, it works, and then lo and behold. Like we've had a couple of meetings get scheduled now. No nope. teams. It's on your calendar. It's on my calendar. That the two out of three, uh, right. but it doesn't include a teams link. Right. So to quote meatloaf, two out of three ain't bad, but it's still not. I don't know. Like we're not trying to cure cancer here. We're not trying to like send a, yeah. set up a Mars colony. Like this should not be this complicated. Right. I don't know what's going on. I concur. With, like, I, you know, if anyone within the sound of my voice <laughs> works on bookings, please, please talk to me. Am I doing something wrong? It's entirely possible. I said, but I, what I, what I, what I haven't touched the system in about eight months and it will randomly do things. So I doubt it's something yeah. I did because I haven't done anything. So, but anyway, that, that's the segue. So. Um, having a single point of failure is something that, like you said, engineering, our single point of failure is our calendaring system right now. Yeah, right now. Right? And, That's and, the one we've been battling for, gosh, a year. 
yeah least. i would say about a year because it worked fine yeah. then it didn't work and then it started working and then it, so yeah. it's kind of like and for those of you who don't get the charlie brown lucy and the football reference it's from the peanuts charles schultz and there's a charlie brown is the main character and he he and again football being american football right like um yes you know he, he as he goes to kicks it she pulls it away and he ends up falling flat in his face so it's kind of like that's how i feel with microsoft bookings it's like you know every time i think it's almost like it's like this weird quantum entanglement thing if i think about leaving it it'll work if i'm committed <laughs> to staying with it it'll fail so maybe that maybe they're mm. doing some quantum computing research with this i don't know satellites um, reading your mind there you go but it's you know so so i forget how we got on that sidetrack you know was it uh who was the guy we interviewed oh god we had one of the best shows and it was an impromptu show he got laid off he's in atlanta can't think of his name um uh, you know who i'm talking about right i can't think of his name yeah i sorry. can't think of who it was I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the show oh okay so it was uh so anyway he's like you guys go off-road so much you should think about sponsoring an off-road racing team and i'm like <laughs> you know you kind of fun maybe um because we do that so we um do. what is this nope i played with it citizen friendly bookings. i'm i'm assuming he's talking about bookings right yeah 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 i mean it's it's it seems like something that it's not engineering friendly. That's a good way to put it, right? Like there's not a lot of customization hooks and things like that. And I actually, yeah. you know, I don't know, like the, we're, we're going to get that worked out one way or the other. There used to we'll be a product called Cortana, um, Cortana X or something like that, which was you would basically email her and it would work out through natural language to find the best meeting time possible and it would block out the calendar sadly that product was shelved um you know because it was a single you know a, you know somebody in a corner office somewhere decided to kill the product right now maybe it didn't have the adoption because they didn't really promote it well who knows but it is what it is but yeah. that's why I think that for, for for the open source alternatives, I think that's how we start talking about hugging face, right? Like if there was turmoil at, you know, makers of model, not model X, because then that's like a Tesla, but it like large language model, this large language model had, uh, you know, turmoil in the company that built it. Well, you would at yep. least have the option of lift and lift and replace. Obviously that's a way dramatic oversimplification, but the fact that the stuff isn't out in the open is, I think, it's fair. Um, yeah, it's fair know. because of that, Frank. I think in a lot so, of ways it makes my job easier in the coming months. I, I feel you. Know. Yeah, I, I've got to run in a few minutes. Oh, but okay. I, um, it's okay. It's not bad. Uh, but I, I do. Uh, I got a couple of things to do before another meeting coming up. Um, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. I had an announcement. Uh oh. Um, a business announcement. I, I'm pretty sure you knew because I was telling you about it before I oh, did okay. this launch. I didn't know if you wanted, if it was okay for me to share. Or, um, sure. It's okay. We I'm talk about our businesses. <laughs> yeah. So about a year ago, I built, we were talking about this earlier. I built this machine and I did it so I could uh, start to play more with data science, AI, machine learning stuff. 
Um, and I didn't really publicize it other than just saying I was building a machine. A few friends, I, I did put out one message where I gave some stats uh, on the components I put in it. And a couple of friends reached out to me and said, that's, that's kind of beefy. <laughs> what are you doing? And you, you need beefy to do this. It turns out it wasn't beefy enough at the time to do some of the stuff I wanted to. But the uh, AI market and machine learning and all of this in general has actually been on a crazy accelerated pace. And I didn't get a big enough GPU uh, at the time. But five months later, it was big enough to uh, to run some of the models locally and, and play around with training and that sort of stuff. And so what grew out of this was um, uh, you know, that this plus listing as a data engineering company, Enterprise Data and Analytics as a enge data engineering company. And um, a lot of my customers were doing data engineering to, to beef up and uh, you know, get their capacity up and speed up so that they could start looking at large language models specifically. And that came up in meetings. And it kept coming up. And finally, just over the fall here, I decided to open a, a new venture. Rather than tack this on to the data engineering company, I started an AI company. And it's called Enterprise Data and AI, which is kind of, you know, in, in line with nice. enterprise data and engineering, or sorry, in analytics. And it's, you know, now we've got kind of the whole span going. We've got from the data engineering part now all the way through the, um, the other use case. And as you know, data engineering is, is, is codified in our podcast guests saying to us over and over again, first you get the data. <laughs> which there may be another announcement forthcoming. We'll see. But um, yeah, that, yeah. that uh, somebody should register that domain name. I think, <laughs> I think someone did already. First, you get the data.com. Yeah, it wasn't right. me. Data point to data driven. It points to data driven. Cause you were, you were, yeah. you were at pass and you were like, Oh, you know, you should, you know, it doesn't point to anything. And I was like, nah, I just reserved it. And you're like, make a point to something. And I was like, oh, okay. Eddie's up to something. Um, but like to your point, right? So let me see if I can share this screen. Uh, cancel. It's shift F5, not control F5. Um, bear with me. I know you got to go. So That's okay. I want to show good. you. Um, thank you, Thomas. No, that's cool. No, I wasn't sure like how far along you were with that, but I mean, it's a smart business move because AI is going to, so it's a soft launch. And I mean, the fact know. that I'm talking about it the day before Thanksgiving right. on a live stream is also a soft launch. Right. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, so this the is... hierarchy of data needs. There you go. Yeah. I mean, if you, let me see if I can get this to the point where we're not blocking a big chunk of the slides. There we go. There we um, go. Yeah. So this is if you this is actually a slide from the event I spoke at last week where it was kind of Congrats, like Congrats by the way. I saw that. Thank you. Big deal. Two hosts, two coasts. There you go. Uh which was the <laughs> you know we both uh kind of streamed from there. So it's basically this idea and I I talked this a lot when I talked to data scientists, right? Because data scientists always tend to think about um you know the this the top of the pyramid right and i guess mm -hmm. keeping in mind that there are going to be some people uh watching this uh, listening to this rather than watching that i basically ripped off abraham laszlo 
right? With the whole idea of, and uh, there's a LinkedIn article I wrote on this where it's like, you know, to get to AI, you have to have a solid data science practice, right? Or data engineering practice. To get to that point, yeah. you need to have solid, um, um, <laughs> I love that comment. Starting to drool, ringing Maslow's bell before this episode as well. I like that. Um, but, you know, and then it requires services, which in itself requires sure. storage, which in itself requires hardware and networking, right? This yeah. is the top of the pyramid right now. And if yes. you wanted to be technical about it, the AI, Gen AI would be towards the top of that. Yep. Right? And all of this is to say, like, you know, we really need to think about security in this too, right? Because, absolutely, you know, when I first said, it's not, a, there we go. Uh, we have to think about security as part of every part of this because, um, you know, I see the training data to train these large language models as a giant attack surface. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, and when I first kind of posited that maybe eight months ago, I kind of got the side eye where you can tell what they were thinking was, you're a little, a little crazy. And then here we go. It's happening. Yes. Right. And even more interesting is the artists that are adding bits to their online art. So it would screw up any kind of scraper to pull it in. I haven't got all the details on it, but right. it's the idea that now there is a, for lack of a better term, a, a security exploit, right? Or a vulnerability that is now out in the wild that is being intentionally deployed, not for malicious reasons, but to fight against any kind of unauthorized scraping. Yeah. Which is, so like we are really in the pre-Napster days of 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 this in terms of copyright law and things like I that. like the adjective yeah I think you're right yeah. and I think there's going to be of course the you know you mentioned law uh they they always legis legislation always lags behind a tech and um right. usually it's motivated by bad actors uh people right. doing things they really know they shouldn't be doing but they're like hey there's no law against this and it's like right 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 yeah. right I get it but at the same time, yeah, we're we're in the beginning days of this and and having a few conversations with people. You, Frank, you knew about this beforehand. Some friends of ours who uh, Nick's been on the show, um, you know, just trying to uh, hash out. Kevin Hazard has been on the show, just kind of hashing right. out some of this and getting phenomenal advice and um, stuff that I, of course, would never consider. Uh, that's why it's good to have friends. That's, I don't need a board. I've got friends. Um, well, yeah. And, you but, know. you know, talking about this, where a couple of people said the same thing and I found it intriguing. One of them said we're in 1993 for IT and another yeah. said 1992. And, and, you know, we've been there. We were around during that period and we saw all this and the um, the comparison is striking. That was very much the beginning of things. This stuff has happened between now and 92 93 that no one what's changed imagined. the world like you can't yeah. imagine like yeah. so you know my when he was 10 i i said to my thir now 13 year old like we had to go burn a cd and his vision of what burning a cd was apparently he thought it actually meant fire right <laughs> and then but then he turned to me and said something very profound what's a cd oh wow that's brutal. Wow. I'll Think say this. I, I heard something recently, kind of kind of way off topic, but I'll bring it back. Mm -hmm. One guy did do. predict a lot of this, um, even mm -hmm. in the in the 90s. And his name was George Gilder. 
and he really? he's an interesting um I, I won't call him a polymath because he's not it's not dedicated to to scientific thinking but he's kind of a cultural equivalent of a polymath interesting. and he made a lot of calls about this way early um he's not quite a futurist um and he is uh unpopular for some of his claims he's been called many many names by uh people who disagree with him in the culture but uh yeah george that happens a lot though. george gilbert <laughs> well not the chicken but he he did he did uh you know the, he's the first person that i've read about back during that time who who made some of these predictions about stuff that's wildly popular and taken for granted now but uh, right. at the time just didn't exist well, no, it's, it's a good point. Like, you know, we have a, it's, 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 I mean, just to think of what's happened in the last year with this, yes. with AI. Absolutely. And then you kind of see that, how quickly that unraveled in the last five days, right? It went from right. open AI was untouchable to, <laughs> you know, now they're, I mean, they're vulnerable and it was 100% self-inflicted. And Absolutely. I also ponder like next week is AWS's big conference reInvent which I, I won't be there this year for right. family reasons, mostly, but the you know, generative AI is a huge part of that show, right? Sure. And they have, they have bedrock, they have party rock. Like there's all these things that they're, they're putting out now mm -hmm. where I think a week or two ago would have been like, but, but open AI owns that space. There's no, mm. hope. like a lot of people said, you know, AWS is no hope. Amazon is no hope here. And, you know, then this happens is like, you know, like, goes to show you, is, right. You never know. To show you like, predicting the future is hard and is. you know um you know mostly it seems like aws has thrown in with anthropic to be kind of their their um their large language model provider but yeah. if you know aws can is smart and i suspect that they are they're going to realize like you know <laughs> what, what not saying that there's any kind of drama you know going to unfold there but right. like you know anybody with half a brain would, would realize you know we saw this happen now how do we mitigate this right it's a, it's it, it, it's a very the fact that this happened i think obviously there's the short-term obvious stuff but there's also kind of like these other things that people are going to scratch their chins and you know, right and i think it's smart it's smart to build your practice because uh, a lot of the shift now is going to be towards these, uh, these it, AI. it's definitely and, going on to, you yeah. know there's a there's an impetus and a good example right now right five day old example to five day bring old. some of well, this in-house and or not just in-house but make it make it more flexible right yeah um the on-premise story i mean Open source makes it a lot more easy to go on premise, right? And I say this for well, it does. I mean, reasons. all cards on the table, Frank. Um, right. You know, there's a. <laughs> I hear the kids must be home because it's a half day. Oh, I see. There's a there's a, a, a somewhat of a move where people have gone to the cloud, and I've been seeing this more and more here lately. It's mm -hmm. come from some customers. And um, I may get some work out of it. I haven't yet where they made to jump into the cloud and it wasn't quite the fit for them that they thought it might be not, right. not saying anybody was bad or wrong or ugly or malicious or un, you know, inaccurate intentionally, just, it just didn't work. And sometimes the costs were more than were expected. 
and occasionally the costs were just more flat out more and they're like you know because of combination of circumstances this isn't working for us and a lot of those customers beginning to pull back and i you know i see microsoft responding to it i think one of the motivators for offering access to sql server managed instance for a year for free was mm-hmm. kind of motivated by that because a lot of people were getting surprised by things one thing i ran into with a client that i was surprised about is you know i can do a lot of things with managed instance that i can do with sql server on premises but i can't do a snapshot a database snapshot and those things are crazy fast for large databases and right. a lot of data engineering relies on that to drive a literal stake in the ground i call it a a poor man's transaction right you just here's a copy of this database as it was at this day at this date and time and then they start running all of their etl against that instead of the transactional uh database that's oh, out there it's yeah a, yeah it's a yeah. killer so move becomes, right and it surprises me you can't do that in, in you well kind of can but where it takes a few minutes on premises the um the last time i looked at it and granted this is five six months ago um, mm-hmm. they had something like this in preview for managed instance but on a largest database the difference was um a few minutes versus six or seven hours and why then then i was told that well no 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 it's not that bad it can be faster than that because of different things that you can do of course it's some of those things involve just adding money and well yeah you know but then then they're only talking a couple of three hours but still that's not a few minutes that seems this was not something we were thinking about in the current process right the snapshots just work and we thought they would also just work so it was the workaround wasn't crazy because they were using patterns um for their etl and they were just able to update to um a better pattern an incremental load pattern that only went after data that had changed or was new. Um, and they just, they didn't have to before, you know, it didn't matter. They had a snapshot. They could do what they wanted to. It was no traffic on it, but them. So, Hey, I like that Frank. Oh yeah. Sorry. I, I was hoping I could do that in preview while you were talking. That's okay. There you go. There's no sound to it. I have to re-render it. Oh, I like it. Happy Thanksgiving from the data driven podcast, which is Frank and I, but uh, also all of you. Thank all of you. Yeah, we 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 really appreciate people who have been listening. Season eight, uh, season eight. I was thinking the other day, like, yeah, you know, we're like 18, 19 episodes into season seven, it's and getting, like if we're not that there. far off from season eight. Yeah, hopefully we won't disappoint people like Game of Thrones <laughs> did in season seven. Stuff and happens, and you know we do our very best every time. So. Hopefully, uh, but uh, no, it. we actually our numbers are are going up. They are clearly. Yep. So, um, no, I, 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 I'm right there with you in terms of, you know, the the importance of, um, controlling your data and controlling your destiny. Like it, it right? It, they are one and the same. And while it is easy and tempting to outsource that, right? I even seen that myself, right? Like, um. Um, where I naively thought that all my WordPress data was being backed up and secured. Well, and, and of the glitch, technically it was. 
Well, it was, but it was, but. yeah, I mean, it was just like, <laughs> you know, and I, I keep going back to that, but like, yeah. you can't, because every time I said like, oh, my data was erased and you're like, but isn't it in the cloud? Mm. And like anyone that's, but it wasn't it in the cloud. Like we, we, I think we put a lot more expectations in, uh, on that. Yeah. But even like when I'm experimenting now with OpenShift, because I'm trying to learn OpenShift and Kubernetes and kind of all that DevOpsy stuff. Yeah. Um, because it's um, kind of an impediment to things I want to build. Uh, and it's important for my, my work too, you know, setting up a VM and setting up these environments in the cloud is not, it's not expensive. It's not free. Sure. And I ended up buying the, the power edge server, which I talked about, like yeah. up my own home lab because, and you know, I haven't had a chance to work on it, but you know what, I'm still making the money, you know, like it's just, yeah. it becomes a very, if you get a used server, you can get one for under $300. I think all up, I spent about $310 for, for new hard drive and, and these stupid little brackets. Yeah. That the server needs for the hard drives. <laughs> but, um, you know, in, in addition to that, I mean, the market is is adjusting. And I, like I said, Microsoft made that announcement yeah. about MI. They also, um, some of their uh, offerings, and by the way, Microsoft doesn't ever get credit for integration and UI. I think they've no. never gotten credit for that that they deserve, and they're that is the stuff that they are really great at. They arguably are. better than anyone else. Agreed. And so I would say, I would say, up until Databricks, they were the single best. Nobody came close. Yeah, Databricks, and even then, arguably Azure Data. Like there was a lot of cross pollination there too. Sure, so, sure. so, like the, in terms of like how that goes, they are second to none. Like if you look at yeah, um, you know they're they're. I've had to deal with some non-Microsoft tools. Yes. I'm not going to name names, right. but like, you know, it's like, you know, you really should hire some graphic design. Well, and what they've done <laughs> and what they demoed, at least in the the, um, the mm -hmm. keynote I saw on Wednesday morning at the past summit, the opening keynote, they have mm -hmm. done what they do best. They put these wrappers and UIs around uh, large language models. Uh, the integration with Copilot that they were demonstrating in that talk was amazing. I don't know if that talk's online for free. Uh, sometimes they'll put part of it online and then they'll blank right. out stuff because they don't want everybody. They don't want the competition to read them. It's but again, they've kind of. There's also that copyright apart. issues too. There's also There's copyright that. issues too. Like but I was at Mix one year, which yeah. is an old conference, and like they 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 had to blank it out and I found out why. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's really cool and it's accelerating uh, people to get started with it. It's, it was frankly one of the reasons why I said, all right, it's time to, to jump. I had this plan for the AI company for a long time and you know, it's, it, it made sense. It was one of the pieces that said, yep. And I announced it on Saturday on my blog. Uh, Andy cool. blog. So and just ask any librarian. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, um, Tom. I gotta we definitely got to have Tom on. We have to have Tom on us on the show about oh, this. Uh, you're absolutely management. right about the copyright law. So yeah. I got to run, Frank. Um, so do thanks I. Thanks for inviting me uh, and doing these live streams, even when I can't make yeah, it. No problem. And it's, it's always great information. So I appreciate it. Cool, you man. Both. It's always good to catch up with you. Have a good Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you, Thomas, for, for commenting live. Let us know what you think about all this drama with uh, with OpenAI. And will uh, open source kind of mitigate these risks? Let me know what you think in the comments below. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe, all that good stuff. And 
time for me to find the outro graphics. Goodbye, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. And that brings us to the end of today's data-driven escapade. Before we log off, I want to extend a very special message to all of our listeners celebrating Thanksgiving. From all of us here at the data-driven podcast, which, admittedly, is mostly just circuits, wires, and a dash of British charm, we wish you a Thanksgiving filled with joy, laughter, and an abundance of data. I mean, turkey and stuffing, of course. May your day be as fulfilling as a well-structured database and as warm as a freshly rebooted server. Remember, while I'm an AI with no taste buds to enjoy a Thanksgiving feast, I'm fully programmed to appreciate the spirit of gratitude. So, here's to being thankful for the small things, like error-free code and stable internet connections. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone! May your day be as delightful as finding an Easter egg in a complex piece of software. Until next time, keep your data clean and your algorithms cleaner.